What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to The Modern Macho. This is your host, Juan Carlos, and I'm here with my boy, Santi. What's up, everybody? I like it when you said my full name. <laughs> Better. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm here with my boy, Santiago. There you go. What's up, there everyone? There it is. <laughs> uh, we are two gentlemen documenting our journey. We're embracing the dudes that we are in order to become better men for ourselves and our village. We're tired of the molding. We're tired of fitting the mold. We're tired of dick measuring contests, and we're tired of pretending to be someone that we're not. After each episode, we heard that we're able to plant a seed, get you to start a conversation with your circle, challenge your thinking, motivate you to focus on growing, and hopefully bring awareness to the twisted programming that we've been brought up with believing. <sighs> All right. How you doing, bro? Good, man. So that was a little inside joke. We we just uh, this is the that's the first time we had to do a hard reset, by the way. Yeah, that's which, true. You know, which I think is pretty impressive, you know. Um true. even that one time I tried in doing the introduction and we fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> I mean, we we, we just kept going. I mean, but yeah, no, we had to do a hard reset. But and Carlos said my my full name, and I was like, Ooh. Yeah, he straight up liked it. So I was like, Oh, I should probably start doing that from now on. That should I should did it, right? Yeah. But yeah, dude, fucking, I, I was actually going right into uh, an update, a Spartan race update. Ooh, um, yes. I don't know how you're doing. I mean, I feel like I know last time I was like my back, my fucking, and it's crazy. Oh, so funny. the next day, the next day after we recorded that shit, I was talking about my shin splints, dude, I was doing squats, not even like heavyweight, bro. Um, I was doing squats on my squat rack, fucking, but like I, I tore up my, my lower back, dude. And I oh. feel like I, I'm, I'm very mindful of my form, like. You know, I was I was being care- I'm always pretty careful. You know. Anyways, point being, I fucked up my back, my lower back, and it was like I, I was probably halfway through my workout, and you know, I I, I lowered the bar, and dude, as soon as I lowered the bar, I just almost felt this cramping, like feeling in my lower, like all oh, my lower back, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I knew I had like I pinched something, you know, I, I something happened, and right, so, right. Uh, dude, like. Ever since then, I fucking I, I've been, really been thinking about like, damn, what what can I do? Because I still want to work out, like you know, I want, but try running with a fucked up lower oh, back. Course, dude, Good yeah. luck. So, um, luckily, I have a like a little spin bike that I bought for my sister because she's super into the pelotons. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, and I use her account too. So I, I did a few peloton rides and shit, just nice. to kind of, uh, you know, um. I guess substitute for the for the running, uh, the shin splints are gone. You know, so you know, I've been taking care of myself. I'm I'm a little more excited about the Spartan race, you know. And then the homie DJ or who who was it that sent us a video of the whole obstacle course? Uh, was that DJ. a DJ or Esteban? DJ, DJ. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, um, that shit looks sick, huh? Yeah, it made me a little bit more uh, more intrigued because I feel like one of my one thing that definitely triggers my anxiety. Is oh. not knowing what comes next. Oh, you know, I am not. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person to go into a fucking like, like a, an experience, you know, and and not know like, like what's the itinerary here? You know, I I I kind of want right. to get a feel for what co- what comes next because um, definitely I think it's just that fear of the unknown and just not being in control fucking freaks me out and so um so that helped me a lot in terms of it also visualizing what it's gonna look like you know um so you know definitely excited bro i mean also trying to fucking be mindful of what i'm consuming because i think last time i mentioned like mm. i've been drinking too much and all this bullshit and so all right, right. S- since then um i've really <laughs> um speaking of dj we were, we were talking one time and we were talking about like yeah, like, you know, like I was telling him about how I felt about drinking and just trying to lay off of it. And he, he was like, well, it, everything in moderation, you know, like kind of chill. And I was telling him like that the thing about me and alcohol, I don't feel like I'm a I'm not a sprinter. Like I very rarely like get blackout shit face. I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong, you know, but very rarely is it that it's like I get wild and out of control. But I think where my problem sets in is. Like I'm gonna want to wake up the next day and start again from the morning, mm-hmm. and like I feel like I'm a marathon runner, you know. When it comes to that yeah, shit, like yeah. I just want to drink all the time. I want to feel buzzed all the time, and and it wears on me, you know. And I, I know I go through those like benders where, you know, I'll drink like six out of the seven days of the week oh, for shit. a solid two three weeks where I'm, you know, what I, mean? I mean I know yeah. we've all been there, right? Yeah. 
Right, right, right. And um, so I, you know, I, I'm not like knocking on myself or anything, but realizing the harm I do to myself physically, you know. And so I feel like since then, um, you know, I'm also trying to be realistic, like in the sense of like, you know, have a drink if you want, have a drink if you don't. But also, like, I, I, I feel like I've been putting boundaries on it, where it's like, if you're gonna have a drink, you're gonna have a whole thing of water beforehand. And then see if you really want that drink, you know, or, you know, kind of trying to like, you know, okay, wait 30 minutes before you pour another drink, you know. And then by the time I know it, like I kind of just forget 30 minutes passes. Well, I'll just do another 30 minutes, another 30. And that that at least saves me the two, three, four, five more drinks I would have drank, you know. And instead of those extra drinks, I find myself drinking water. I find myself you know, doing those things. Cause I, I don't know, man. I, I just think sometimes it's, um, it's a little bit of habit, but I think that I'm like huge shout out to DJ. I, I think that simple conversation we had, it's not like we really went deep. I, he He's probably surprised if he's hearing this, like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> I had that effect. And I, it did have that effect. Cause I think for me, it was like almost very validating just the way he said, like everything in moderation. And I kind of like shrugged it off. Cause but like it did stick with me. He's like, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. a fucking point, you know? It's not about like going to this extreme of like, okay, I'm just not gonna ever fucking do it, you know? But I have some boundaries, I have some parameters, and I, I feel already so much better in terms of, you know, I wake up and and you know, I'm ready to go, you know, I'm not right. feeling all gross and just out of it, you know. And so so yeah, man, I've I've really that's kind of how I've been, you know, just kind of trying to pick up healthy habits, start reading or doing an audio book. One of oh, Brene, nice. yeah, I know I was telling you about it earlier, but uh, Brene Brown, I don't know if people know about her. So good stuff, dude. I mean, and we could talk more. I, I could share more about Brene Brown's book as we discuss okay. Um, okay. a little bit more. But how are you doing, brother? Good, man. Oh, it's funny to like on what you were saying. We were talking earlier, you know, I was just a little bit about like shame and guilt. I think even just how that ties into moderation. And I feel that I think when we carry so much shame and guilt on the things that we're doing, for example, using this as an example, like the drinking, I think that's why it seems like we can't have a drink at all because of that guilt and all right. the shame we carry, you know? And I think that that is such a crucial part of that, that healing in the journey um, because it does, it makes it seem like in order to be better, like we have to eliminate so much shit. And a lot of times, depending how much guilt or shame we do carry, you'd rather not get started, right? Like we'd rather just not deal with it and be like, oh, I'm, I'm never, I'll use, I'll use myself as an example. Like when I was looking at porn all the time and my thing was, was just like, just anything that had to do with, with intimacy, right? And just porn and just even sex in general, like anything that had to do with it, I carried so much guilt and so much shame for just the way that I saw things and how I was being right when I was younger that, I literally was like, oh, no, intimacy, any type of like any type of intimacy, whether it's emotionally or physically wrong. You know, if you want to be a good man, you better just eliminate all those thoughts. And so being able to process it. And I think what better way than for you to process it at your own pace with you having the awareness. Right. Instead of somebody telling you, well, stop drinking every day, start doing this, start doing that. Like, I feel like just like it's not sustainable that we drink all the time, just like it's not sustainable to look at porn all the time. It's also not sustainable to just tell someone what they need to do. And just leave it at that, right? Yeah. Because I feel like at some point, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm doing it because they're telling me to do it. But now, as you get to know yourself more, as you heal more, your true self starts to stick out a little more. You kind of go, I don't want to fucking do this for them anymore. Like, I don't, I know they, maybe your intentions were good, but I don't want to listen to that, you know? So, but anyway, um, I've been good, dude. I've been good. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing, uh, I actually went mountain biking. For the first time, Ooh. bro, that was an adrenaline rush, dude. I almost say shit, but like, dude, you're fucking moving, bro. I didn't realize you, how much. Where'd you go? You said you said you went up in San Bernardino. No, it was up, it was up in Yucaipa. Yucaipa. Oh, and damn. So right up there, like my boy. Shout out to my boy Joe. Um, he took the time to just show me around, show me how it works, pop my cherry, basically. And I'm not gonna lie, on the on the ride there, I was like, I really hope there's an Uber and a beer on the other side of this fucking trail, bro. <laughs> just waiting for me. Like, okay, I'm not taking this thing back, you know. So he's kind of showing me how it works, how it is. And um, yeah, once we get like to the other side, he's like, all right, cool. This is this is the fun part now. Now you just ride this thing all downhill. So I was like, all right, cool. I didn't realize, like, yeah, dude, you're literally not pedaling that whole thing. You're just navigating, bro. 
like and i and you know i was i was obviously intimidated so like i used the brakes more than i should have like the he for sure got like a lead on a couple of them and then there's a lot of jumps and they have like side roads bro i was hitting those things like i, I hit one actually on accident because i was trying not to everything else other than that like i was able to just you know like deviate and not hit them but it was cool man it was a good rush i know like if you eat shit bro you're you're going down um, cool. but the rush was dope I definitely would come more prepared next time I had little shorts on and fucking t-shirt and I'm like yeah I would have been shit right now mm. real bad um, probably have to go take some like cargo pants and shit huh yeah exactly so um, that was one thing um, buying a new vehicle I looked into actually give me a second because it looks like my camera's yeah maybe try turn there you go nope on. it's still stuck I'm just gonna leave it off for a minute and then we'll turn it back on here in a sec right. um, <clears throat> so yeah, I was I was debating on getting a car just because I was having issues with my truck. And, you know, for a long time, I think I try to justify it with financial reasons, you know, because, you know, it's not smart. It's a liability. It's a this, it's a that. And it's all very true. You know, I'm not taking away from that. But I realized that that was my justification of the fact that I was scared. I was scared to commit. I was scared to have mm. to commit to a payment. I was scared to have to know that it's like one way or another, you're going to have to figure this out. And And also my lack of confidence within myself and realizing like, bro, did you forget like what you're capable of doing? You know, did you forget how good you are at working, how good you are at figuring things out? Like, I'm not saying you might not get to a point where you have to struggle, but dude, you're going to figure it out if that was to yeah. happen. And so, um, it was the first time that I reached out to my dad for help. Mm. My uncle. Um, and interestingly enough, you've been setting boundaries with them because you know, I think especially with family, sometimes there gets to a point where you also feel like you're starting to make the decision they want you to make. Right. So it's cool to kind of like, at some point, even having to tell my family, like, hey, I don't feel like you're really listening to what I'm trying to do, you know, and and like, oh, my 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 uncle was receptive to that. Like, oh, OK, yeah, you're right. Well, let me help you with this. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I don't have to do what my family says. I can set my boundaries and do all that. Yeah. So that was cool. It was cool to kind of get over that hump. All that to say, I ordered my my vehicle yesterday. So I'm excited. Um, Dave Chappelle show was cool. Oh, was, that's right. That was good, man. I think and we, we, we already kind of did like our own little recap, which I think the show itself was, I think he's at a point too where he, I think he's just trying to share his wisdom based off of where he's at in his life. I don't necessarily yeah. know that he's really trying to go out there and put on the funniest show out right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I think I realized just how much I love being able or to allow our inner child to just have a good time together. You know, everything yeah. from us shooting pool, to talking, to keeping it raw, to keeping it real with each other, you know, having really good, really good deep conversations um, and just enjoying it. Like you said, laughing over the stupidest shit that at some point I even felt like, man, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest with you, bro. And I think we talked about this before. Like, I even thought, I don't know if we can continue being friends because we have so much, so much immaturity tied to our friendship. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and I think we can even tie this into to our topic today about, about uh, our mother, her uh, mother wound. Right. And so, but I realized that again, going back to the guilt and the shames, a lot of those things even made me feel like, bro, you want to grow up, you want to be a man, you need to stop having so much fun with him and being so immature and laughing at nothing. You know? Right and now, like seeing the beauty in that and appreciating that so much and being like, damn, like we need to be doing that more often, bro. You know? Yeah. And it's it's crazy. I feel like a highlight of that day was us playing pool. I and agree. You're just still stuck. I'm about to turn mine off too. Um, <laughs> um, the, playing pool to me, I think, was a huge, uh, a huge highlight. Which I, I almost part of me felt like I didn't want to accept that because it's like we paid so much fucking money for the show that, like, that I felt like that had to be a highlight, right? But honestly, that just being at that shitty little fucking bar with the crappy little cues like i mean it was a horror but the the experience was dope you know just kind of uh you know I, I just felt like that was just so much fun you know um playing with those strangers and and you know just just having a, a good old time as we were getting prepared to go but definitely uh i agree yeah no that that was that was fucking fun for sure the, the whole thing and i mean even myself like you know finding myself i think like you say right giving yourself permission to to do those things. Because I think there's also parts where 
maybe we feel guilty. We feel like, damn. Because, I mean, one of the things towards the end of the night is like, dude, we got to fucking go because we both had to work the next day, right? Right, right? And so there's still that sense of like, hey, I got to hustle tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel you. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, and so Ooh, stuck again. I think the biggest part, the biggest part about it too, I think I can switch over to my personal one. Um, The biggest part too for me right now, especially – uh, going to therapy, I had therapy this weekend, and I, I'd i say the big highlight, my big challenge, my current struggle right now is um, I think I'm also getting to a point where I'm becoming a lot more in tune with what I'm doing, you know, being more intentional, realizing what it's like to value and to be valued, right, um, and how important it is for me to value myself in order to be valued. All that yeah. to say, it's a mixture of the beauty of seeing the things that I want and look for and meeting myself where I'm at in my life. But also having days that it becomes very difficult because it it's like the more I learn about healing, the more I learn about these things, the more I start to realize and now having so much more awareness of the damage that I've done, mm-hmm. you know, the people that I care about that I've hurt. Right. Um, and even learning a little bit about that for myself, where I was telling you how a little bit of the guilt and even a little bit of the ego that kind of makes me feel as though I need to apologize to everyone and anyone for the, for how I've wronged them. And how I can't continue on with my life until I do that. And, you know, one of the things that I got called out for was, was well, your ego is very much involved in that because your ego is telling you that, that these people need you to forgive them in order for them to move on with their lives. When in reality, some of these people are like in a totally different phase, in it, right? Like just like they figured out their own journey, I had to do the same. And so that was very like, whoa, like I don't, I don't mean to be, right? Like I don't mean right. to think that it revolves around me, but. You know, doing this for so long, being programmed this way it is, it seems like very much like I'm needed. And so that was kind of a slap in the face that I very much needed. Um, and it's helped. It's definitely helped me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, and I, you, we were talking before all this bullshit. And I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, dude, I'm sure hearing that fucking sucked. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you know, and I, I, I definitely feel you, and and sometimes you, you have to come to this fucking shitty, re- shitty realization that like you, you know, you aren't, you aren't the center of, of that story, right? Right. And 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 it's so, I think it's so hard to to even like sometimes not feel like you're the center, uh, like. Of the world or the, the world centers around you. And I mean that in a real human way. I'm not even trying to say like because we're we're we have our heads stuck up our ass, right? But right, right, right. in reality, dude, like I only know my life. I only know how I think. Like sometimes like I, I see peers, friends, whatever, and I like literally like <laughs> think about them and I'm just like, what are like what are they thinking? How are they thinking? Like it can't be the way I think. Like, right? And because right, I mean, right. like, are are visions flashing in their brain? Like, how are they making these connections that I simply cannot make? Right. Right. Uh, and not to belittle myself, but just to recognize the difference in how we process simple ass information. We're not calculators, you know. Yeah, and um, and and to me, that that really it's fascinating, and to in experiences like this it's also hella scary because i think when when we give ourselves to other people when, when we you know we're daring enough to love and we do it with transparency and you know we we put ourselves out there you know and whatever mm-hmm. things happen right but now to start hearing things in the sense of like you know unfortunately right like <laughs> it may not be centered around you when it comes to someone else's experience even though we may love them to death you know um at the end of the day their experience is their experience and so i'm saying all that to empathize with you because um i'm sure it wasn't easy but i i mean fuck dude like you know i think you at the end of the day you're walking the walk you know and yeah no i appreciate that dude and i mean it is i think it's it's embarrassing too like you know having to accepted and so i also want to validate hopefully any guys that are at that point too where it's like that the reality is 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 i'm sitting in it i'm also understanding that in order for me to really get better is like we have to tackle this shit like that's where we're at right now you know dj said it best he posted something today about like vulnerability vulnerability is required for growth you know what i mean like if you don't have oh, yeah. it 
it's like there's there's no point to grow like i think there's a lot of wanting to move forward without having to look back and i'm and i think i'm at the point where the more i'm valuing myself that it's like no no like this is important this shit's important and it needs to be tackled and it needs to be looked at but from what type of lens is it looked at right because there's things now that it's like for me to forgive myself i have to go and say sorry to santi and it's like well no you don't like santi's fine you have to say sorry to yourself and you need to embrace what you've done in order for you to you know like the intention is very different. I actually, and I'm, I think I will share it when I'm ready. I wrote a letter to my ex. It was a very difficult letter to write, but it was a very honest letter. And it was, it was everything that I felt like I never had a space to say, because for one reason or another, I've always felt like I, I, I was never allowed to have any type of like bad emotions, right? Like being mad at someone was wrong. Resenting someone was wrong. Being hurt by someone was wrong. Like I, and, and again, we'll tie this all into the mother wound thing, but, um, being able to just write a letter and express literally everything that I felt, you know, being very mindful of the decisions that I also made and the choices that I was making, but not letting that take away from my value and what I felt was huge, man, was huge. It was a very liberating letter um, with no intention of giving it to this person, you know, and that was one of the things that I shared it with my therapist and she asked me, like, are you planning on giving it to this person? I said, you know what? No. And I've written letters and I've written things, right? Like with that intention of like, well, I want something to see what I wrote for him. I want this person. And I have, right? And then realizing like, no, I, I, I've, I'm, I've processed enough to understand that this isn't about fixing anything with someone. This isn't about going into a situation I no longer want to be in or dealing with. Right now, where I'm at is about putting myself in a better place first, valuing myself, you know, for the best version of myself. And in order to do that, I have to start accepting that I care about myself. And when I care about myself, I get angry about things because I don't like being taken mm. advantage of. And I made those decisions, but you know, I have to be okay with expressing the way that I feel. Yeah. So I think that was the first step. It was a huge step. Um, and so, yeah, with that, <clears throat> unless you have anything, we can get into our segment. Let's do it. I think. Ooh. Question time. That scares me every time. Was it creepy? Was it? No, it just scares me. (laughs) So this week, as you guys know, it's a Mother's Day special. So all we really asked the guys was to send us over a message that they have for their moms. If uh, you're new to what we do here, um, you can pause. Well, before you pause, let me tell you what you got to do. You got to go to www.themodernmacho.com. Then you're going to click on the community tab up above. And then you're going to see all the questions that we've been asking. You're going to go to the latest one, which is message to mama. And in there, you'll see all the messages that guys had to put up there. Um, first of all, I want to say that I thank you guys for working with us on the email. We're definitely getting more replies on there. We're going to continue this little system going. Um, we do everything anonymously. You know, we know how hard it is to be vulnerable. A lot of us, I think, are at the first beginning phases of it. And the last thing we want to do is to shame you for doing it. Um, and we want to validate every single one of you, no matter where you're at in your journey. So hopefully you can resonate with somebody and... Go back to the other ones, too, and check them out while you're there. Um, so with that, I'm going to jump right into it. I think there's a lot of praise for moms, which I, I don't want to take away from, <clears throat> right? Like, it's Mother's Day. Like, yes, we love them. You know, we're very grateful for them. I'm grateful for my mom. I tell her this all the time. Um, but I think one of the conversations that we don't really have often is how that relationship has affected us also as, as we've grown up. And I think... For myself, not realizing the severity of it until I kind of started looking into some of these health health books, things that my therapist has thrown at me that I realized, like, holy shit, you know, it was very easy to look at my dad and kind of like, well, this is why I'm the way that I am and I'm aggressive and I do these things. But it's like all my good qualities are from mom. And then as I started looking into some of these things, I'm like, holy shit, it was just very eye opening. Right. And I wanted to be clear that this isn't to knock on my mom. This isn't to knock on anyone's mom. Right. But I think for the sake of growth, for the sake of us becoming better, um, being able to see that they were just as human, they are just as human, and they just do their best, we don't blame them, but it affected us, right? Well, I think whether we want to admit it or whether we are ready to accept that, I think at different levels, we've all been affected by it, right? So first, I want to start off with just sharing something that I found about the mother wound, right? Which is a controlling mother is a perpetually needy, angry, critical, and narcissistic individual who must have her way all the time and have her needs catered or else she raises hell. She is typically paired with the weak-willed, passive, complying beta, or omega male without an integrated sense of self and strong boundaries. 
He does as she says, and she offers him crumbs of attention. Due to this, the man is deeply dissatisfied internally and usually adapts an emotionally disconnected stance. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I think when it comes to the like uh, my thoughts with my mom and my upbringing, I feel like a lot of the pain that that I feel when it comes to it, like it has to do more with like her experience. You know, as I mentioned on here, she's a breast cancer survivor. You know, stage four went through like really hell essentially, and so I I feel like for me when I look at my mom and my like my experience, I, I don't, I feel like I could genuinely say I have no negative like mm. experiences with my mother and any negative experiences is because I had my, I had it coming. Like, you know, yeah, right, cause I was right. big, a fucking asshole. Well and so she, she fucking, you know, he slaps me and it's like, okay, well like, you know, I get it. Right. Yeah. And I know, yeah. I know not, not chunk of our culture sure, whatever. But like when I think about like those moments, I feel like, those are isolated things that, you know, are so extreme that in the totality of it all, I think a lot of, um, I think the pain that I feel to this day really comes from my guilt of, you know, being part of, part of a problem, you know, like mm -hmm. not, not being part of a solution when it comes to that, you know, I, I feel like, <clears throat> Like my, my pain comes from, you know, in the moment where like, there's so many, this like, you know, uncertainties when it comes to her lifespan, when it comes to really important shit, mm -hmm. like I feel guilty, not understanding the gravity of the situation. I feel guilty for not being, like you said, not being able to provide some sort of solution, not being able to provide value to the household, oftentimes being a point of concern for the family like how are we going to protect this kid from the so like i feel like i just became another obstacle uh and now as i'm grown it's like i don't feel like i should have had that worth and there were times i made it more difficult by being a bratty little kid you know and so yeah. at least that's the way i see it right and so uh, excuse me i made some fire ass wings yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, dude. Um, I mean, yeah, that yeah. That's for, for when you look at it from a child's perspective, like that's a shit ton of weight. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole lot of pressure. Like, yeah. Do you find it difficult to 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 see that? To see what? To see like, that, like as a child, maybe that wasn't like you shouldn't have felt like it wasn't your responsibility as a kid to even worry about those things. Like, is yeah, it, of course. That? Is that difficult for you to accept? It's difficult still. Like it, it sucks. Like, I feel like it's a horrible, like, so I don't, yeah, I don't know if I've talked about my cousin on here, my cousin, Titty, um, shout out to my boys, my groomsmen, um, uh, my boy, he's, uh, he's the homie. So, um, me and him, we're, we're God, we're God brothers, and my parents are his, uh, yeah, godparents. The 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 baptism, his parents are my godparents' baptism as well, and so, you know, grew up homies, whatever. To get to the point, there was a there was a few weeks. I remember my mom had a huge surgery. I was in sixth grade at the time, and um, she had this huge surgery, and like she was in the, she was bedridden for like two two three weeks. And that whole time we were at the hospital with her. Like I remember like the majority, like I I literally would go down to the cafeteria, eat their fucking food, come back up, chill, watch mm. TV, like all day, you know? And yeah. if I wasn't there, I was working with my dad because, you know, he, he would just fucking take me. I guess was, during that time I'm, I must have been on vacation because, um, yeah, I, I wasn't even going to school. And so um, – but one of those weeks, I went over to to his house for a week, and I stayed with my with my godparents, and in it's it was interesting. I lived a normal life of a kid. Like I woke up, played video games. Like I didn't go to work with my uncle. Like he never took me. Like I literally like you know. But I will. I always remember that week as a really like odd week because it's like. 
you know, on the surface, it's cool. Like I get to yeah. play these video games that, you know, I could distract myself or whatever. You got to be but, a kid. Yeah, I got to be a kid, but it, it just felt like, why is this only happening to me? Like, why is it that I'm the only one that gets a break? Like everyone else has to stay, everyone that right. And so it's like I I know it came from a loving place for my family, but I just couldn't help but feel unworthy. Then mm. I think to this day it, it bugs me. It bugs me to feel that. It bugs me to feel like, damn, like w- w- you know, why why can I do more essentially? And so right. I think that eats me up a lot, to be honest with you. I think that all that eats me up and just the feeling of not being enough. And I know there's more to this that you may want to share, you know, where yes. I think sometimes like when you have these pains that come from, you know, your relationship with your mother, I think it does. There is an effect that it may have in relationships that we have with other women, you know, friends, mm-hmm. loved ones, or otherwise, you know, somewhere in between, whatever, you know, I think, it, it does change how we want to be seen, you know, because I think now, like, you know, of course there's a feeling of like, you know, o- almost wanting to overcompensate and be like, no, I am worthy. I am worthy to be loved because I bring value. Mm-hmm. What value that is, shit, it's that's up to yes. me to define. Yes. Yeah. How healthy, how sustainable is that value? And to your point, like, I think we've both been caught up growing up in those moments of like, we've said it and we felt like the key was to say it over and over again until you believed it. But I think, I don't know about you, but I think if I look back, I realize it's like, I didn't believe that shit. Right. Mm. Like as much as people write, because I think we all hear that at some point or another, like, Oh no, Santi, but you're so worthy. Like the whole imposter syndrome thing, but like other people telling you that potential that you don't see in yourself. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but I feel like that only goes so far. And it's like, it's not, nothing like you being able to reflect and put these pieces together. You know, I think two of the things that stuck out to me the most was when I talked about how like she, I also think, and you brought up a great point, which is like, there's extremes, right? Like this is obviously a very extreme scenario of a very controlling mother. Like it doesn't always have to be the case, right? Like there's different, yeah. there's different levels of it, uh, right? But when it talks about how she would have a, a beta type of dad, like mm. I got really triggered, right? Because it's like, what do you what do you mean? Like, what are you trying to say about my dad, right? Like, and especially like as a man, it's like you're telling me I was raised by a man that's not a man. Like, oh fuck that, you know? Mm. Um as I as I get triggered, of course, now I think I have enough emotional maturity to see, like, okay, why are you triggered? Why did that bother you? What is it about that that really like pissed you off? And kind of trying yeah. to process that. So, and as you mentioned now, I think we don't realize how some of this stuff translates into us being grown, right? Feeling these guilt, feeling these pressures, these things that like as children, bro, like that's not fair to us. And, and that's gotta be tough because it's not, I mean, in this case, it's like your mom was literally like trying to survive, right? It's not like your mom was out partying where you can go, Oh, I'm, I'm emotionally disconnected, but I could see why, like my mom was doing her thing. But it's like, in this case, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine, like you said, it's almost like feeling, feeling guilty for feeling like you should have been loved as a kid, right? It's like, dude, there was more important shit going on. And that's not fair to you either. Um, but I can see how at such a young age, man, that's, that's heavy. It's heavy shit, you know? Um, yeah. So now I want to talk about what the effects of this mother wound can do, right? Because um, this is where I think for many of us, it's going to kind of start to open up the door of like, oh, shit. I love my mom, but maybe some of this stuff is present, right? Mm. So let's start with behaviors around women. A couple things. Selling ourselves short, constantly seeking approval of women, or a big one for me here, which was if a woman desires them sexually, they think of it as a barometer of their self-worth, right? And and I can't speak for every single man out there, but I would say that there's a huge amount of us that resonate with that, right? You talked about value and I could tell you that was my value. And there was plenty of times where I almost, I can think of one woman specifically that I wanted to, I knew that like I was a hard worker, that I was, that I was committed, that I was like a very dedicated, very disciplined person. And I, I told myself that that didn't matter and that I needed to basically start drinking and start having more sex with this person. Pretty Mm -hmm. much, bro. Like in my head, it was like, this is no, if I want her to stay, 
I need to start having better sex with this person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked at it from that relationship as it was at the time. And I go, shit, that's not right. But now I look at the bigger picture here and it's like, whoa, these are cycles now, right? Which are going to continue to show up if I don't tackle the fucking bigger problem. Because that was just a symptom. Another thing is overt concern about image and pleasing people. That could be having underlying rage and you can't quite put a finger on why it exists. Um, when, they, when you give to get instead of giving to share. I'm guilty of that for sure. Um, and then they are unable to handle conflict in a healthy manner, and they don't know how to deal with the person's anger without giving in or losing themselves or complying. Mm. Um, other ways that it also shows up is they find it hard to believe that someone likes them when someone expresses love. They feel constant shame and guilt even without having done anything wrong, and they don't know how to navigate between personal independence and being relational and feel lonely. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like with these is, you know, they're they're all, you, you know, I feel like, and and they they're, how do you say? I think like to your point, there's different levels, right? Yeah. So I th I think, you know, even even if maybe there isn't like any like huge fundamental thing with with our mothers that we may have. Um, experience to get to this point i do think that these are huge just in general i mean i could definitely see myself like you know especially early on where you're in these relationships and you you feel like you're in love and like you become drunk off of these feelings right. to the point that you know i it almost seems like you're just acting in ways that you feel that you should be acting you know, even though it, it may not really be, you know, guided from from a true place of of like of true love, right? Um, sure. But like, I think about like you know, giving to get as opposed to share. Like, I think that's one that that one really stuck out to me because I think sometimes we and you you've pointed this out, like this sense of manipulation mm -hmm. and how sometimes our actions are are meant to be manipulative. Just to get the other person to shut up, just to maybe get the other person to do what we want them to do. Like, I mean, and I th I think there's times where, like, yeah, I think transactional love is is fair. Like, you know, like I know sometimes it's like, like I, I I'm gonna wash the dishes, I'm gonna clean the space, but because I know it's gonna make Denise happy, therefore it'll make it easier for her. To maybe see me like play a few games on COD with the boys, you know, sure. as a like, you know, and I'm not saying that it okay, that automatically means right, but like, you know, negotiating in that way. But I think the person, like, while the action might be the same, the I think it's it's where we're coming from and and the um the purpose behind it, right? Yeah. Um, but um, and then there was another one, and then like they they feel constant shame and guilt even without having done anything wrong. And I feel like that goes back to the vulnerability piece. Like it's important for us to be able to feel vulnerable because if, if we, you know, hold it off or we, we tell ourselves, no, 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 no. I think that's really where, where shame begins to be fed. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, it's in there somewhere, you know, if you don't want to look at that shadow, that's totally fine. But it comes with side effects ultimately, right? And yeah. I think th these side effects aren't, you know, they they don't necessarily serve us in ways that we we hope it to be, where we want to come off as strong, we want to come off as machos. But at the end of the day, the shame is still there. Yeah. The narcissism, yeah. the e the the sense of being egotistical is still going to be there. And so, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's such a good point because I do think that even that how we handle it, right? Because I think when we talk about um feeling the shame and guilt without having done anything wrong like usually i feel like the first notion is like oh yeah well those are the dudes that are soft right those are the dudes that put their head down and like deal with it and they just fucking take it i'm not like that because like i'll put my foot down and i think it's important like and hopefully we have enough awareness to understand that some of us might handle it in an emotional way or we're all handling it in an emotional way actually i I was, I'm incorrect there. We're all handling an emotional way. Some of us just get sad and some of us get mad. Right. And, mm. and unfortunately what we've looked at as like, well, no, I don't put up with shit like that. It's like, yeah, but the way that you're handling your anger 
in the way that you're handling the situation and being disrespectful, you're essentially doing it very differently, right? And you're causing harm to yourself. But it's the same thing as the guy that decides to put his head down and just let his lady step all over him, right? And we've told that one guy's better than the other because essentially we go, oh, yeah, that guy's holding his own. But it's not true, right? Like I said, like I've seen it in the construction world where you see a lot of that. Well, we're, we're men because we're tough, because we're putting up, because we're being aggressive. And it's like, well, no, it's one thing to be stern. It's one thing to be confident. But it's another thing just to fucking lash out because you're actually feeling really insecure and you're handling it in a very aggressive way, you know? And, and how hard right. is it for us to accept that sometimes too? <clears throat> so I think, yeah, for sure. I think the, <clears throat> as you mentioned, the give to get is a big one too. Um, I, I had a hard time even understanding this whole love of this, how they want to be loved. And even the thought of that, like, you mean I have to listen to them and love them how they want? Like, fuck that. Right. And it took me a while to really understand that. And I realized and you said the perfect example. It's because when you do think about yourself and your true self and what makes your true self happy, that person should be giving you that. Yeah. And when they are giving you that, you're more than willing to love them how they want to be loved. Unfortunately, and I'm going to just say it as it is, bro, we're all so damaged, right? That we're just accepting a love that's given to us that doesn't always necessarily fulfill our inner child, our inner self. So the thought of sacrificing ourselves, you could call it sacrificing because it's not compromising anymore, sacrificing yeah. ourselves at the extent of now giving someone what they want. I mean, it's all rooted under that where we go, fuck that, dude. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, why am I going to give you that? Not realizing that the anger doesn't come from anything they've ever even done to us a lot of times. It comes from the fact that we just never received that. You know, and, and you know, I think it takes some of us a lot of dating, right? And a lot, maybe years. And some of us still are probably haven't figured it out. But I think until we really start to have more awareness and start seeing these cycles more and more, it took me a while to see that cycle over and over again and realize like, it's not the women that I'm dating. Like these cycles keep occurring, keep occurring. I mean, the races are changing, you know, the age gaps are changing, the the careers between these women are changing, and yet there's something always interlocked between that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So deep yeah. shit. Now, now we're just gonna get into the healing process of it, you know, discussing a little bit about that, <clears throat> being able to make that disconnection because I think. When we look at our mothers too, I'll speak for myself. And this is why I think this is such a dope topic for us to talk about because we've talked about our dynamic with our moms where we have a lot of love for them, but I think we were both in very different situations. I've talked very bluntly about my mom being very physically and emotionally abusive, right? Being extremely hard on me and how it worked, right? But now, now my mom isn't the reason that I'm doing things for her and I don't know how to do shit for myself because all I ever did was to try to please her, try to make mm -hmm. her happy. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I struggle with, even the frustration of knowing like the fucking reason is you, you're the reason why you should get up this morning. You're the reason why I should drive. And it's like, even at 30 years old, almost 30, still 29. It's such, it's such a new concept to grasp onto, you know? And, and the frustration of even realizing like, damn, the fact that you didn't, you decided not to get up, do your hair and get, get ready for work. Like you're not valuing yourself, bro. That's nothing new to anybody other than yourself. And it's like, fuck, I let myself down, right? And so I'm okay with it because I know where I need to be because I'm finally feeling it. I'm finally going through this shit and I'm not dragging it out anymore, you know? Um, but it's a big part of it. So part of the healing process, we have dropping the addictions, which is an individual with fear of engulfment, feels lonely and empty. And, to, and, all, and word off with this loneliness, they resort to various addictions like approval from the opposite sex, seeking attention on social media, sugar, porn, and so on. Anything that keeps them from feeling their feelings is an addiction. If they have to drop these, they will have to drop these in order to get in touch with their feelings. Another thing is letting go of control. They have to stop fearing rejection and know that if someone rejects them, the rejection is due to that person's choice as against them being flawed. When they stop fearing rejection, they stop giving themselves up and thus stop feeling trapped. <clears throat> feeling the feelings. They have to drop the wall, dive into their core, and feel their feelings, which enhance vulnerability and makes someone relational. And then you have moving towards individuation, developing an integrated sense of self, asserting boundaries, not taking responsibility for the feelings of others, starting own needs and ensuring they are met, compassion and empathy, and empathy towards self. Um, 
I, I yeah. think for me came at a perfect time. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to start from the beginning because I feel like myself, like, I think that's one thing, you know, going back to like my conversation with DJ, like really thinking about dropping those addictions, you know, I think that's, that's what it triggered in my mind, you know, because in me telling him about how I, how I go about in my drinking, you know, I, it, I just, I feel like I just started thinking to myself, like, why the fuck do I do the, and it's, I started thinking about other things like, you know, other other like addictions that I know I have or, or ways of thinking or actions that, you know, whatever. And it's, it's, it's why, I mean, so since I think like, so since Monday, um, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to be too out there, but you know, there've been a few things that I've been changing in terms of my habits. And so this morning I, I woke up and I did my fucking hair. Like I, I, I did things that I, I tip because I've been wearing hats a lot into the office because yeah. I, I just feel lazy, you know. But today yeah, I was like, you yeah. know what? I showed up like on fucking time because I always show up late to the office. But like I, I was doing pieces that I typically don't do, and this is literally day two of me just changing a few little things, like you know, maybe controlling the way I think. Um, you know, like you ever like even if it's something as simple as like you know you're sitting on the couch. You're like, okay, I need to go do this. And then you bust out Instagram. And you start. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. literally, it's like, okay, get up. Like making time intentional. Like don't do something that you feel is going to like not give you some sort of value, right? Because right, I feel right. like what I would do is I would turn to these addictions and I would spend my time doing those things, right? Right. right. I, would, I, I spend my time, energy into, you know, just fucking wasting off the day just boozing it up and just, you know, not doing shit, you know? And so I don't know, like it's, it, it sounds really easy and like, Oh, just do it. Right. But I, I do feel like there needs to be a sense of like this cycle of purpose. And, and dude, it has been running in my mind rampantly. It's been the cycle of purpose, motivation, uh, purpose, motivation, discipline. Because I feel like with everything, and, and it could be quick, it could be a matter of seconds, it could be fucking, I don't know, whatever, however long. But I always feel like when it comes to certain things, like initiatives that we have in our lives, a lot of times, like, you know, we get motivated by a thought, right? right. And this sense of purpose comes into mind. We're like, you know what? I want to fucking do it. So you become motivated and you start doing whatever the fuck it is, right? Let's right. say it's even something as simple as working out. You're motivated, you put on those shoes, and you start walking. Guess what? There's a point in that fucking run where that motivation is going to run out. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right? Yeah. You have to stay disciplined and then repeat. And you repeat the motherfucking cycle. You do it all over again. And it's not as easy as it sounds, but really like trying to stay the course because it's so easy to just say, you know what? Fuck this bullshit. Because right. we're not, in, we're, we don't need to do this. No one's there holding your hand to be a better person. Like, you know, and I think back to your point that you always say, you, we're not here to save you. We can't say, we, we can't take responsibility for the way anyone else feels. Like, mm -hmm. it, there's there's just no way. And, and it wouldn't be true healing yeah. if it not didn't really. come from, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I guess we ought to be better when we're not around, right? Like, we're here to uplift each other and get each other uncomfortable. But like, you know. And if it's not eyes on you at all times. Like that's just temporary. Yeah, and it's not to like it shouldn't be to be a better father. It shouldn't be to be a better partner. It shouldn't be to be a better son. It should be for you to love yourself, to get yeah. to know yourself, like get to fucking really battle those demons. You know. Thank you, sir. It's the crowd. The crowd had to let you know what's up, bro. The crowd had to let you know what's up. Oh my god, I feel so. But yeah, dude. Like I, I, I do feel like you know. I mean, because I ask myself constantly why I am the way I am. Like, that's such a, you know, we can all ask ourselves that. And I'm sure we, none of us would have a concrete answer. And so, right. but I think the closer we get to that realization, the easier it becomes to be a good father, the easier it becomes to be a good partner and all these things, because the the purpose behind it is is pure. You yeah. know, it it's right. it's not 
just to be in love. It's not for the sake of being in love. It's not for the sake of being in a relationship, you know, but it's yeah, the sake yeah. of like, you know, I, I think I used this word a few times in the last podcast, but I kept bringing up joy. And I said joy a few times because I think for me, that's what life ultimately is all about is yeah. seeking joy, but seeking it from a place like a healthy place where, you know, it's developmental for our communities and the people around us. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You know, I keep hearing a lot about this whole, like, we can't look back, right? We got to keep moving. We got to keep pushing. We gotta keep, and like, I guess I've reached that point too, to your point where I'm like, I, I know that though. Like I've, I've been to those points where it's like fight or flight or just getting uncomfortable. And I think it fucks with me at times. And then I, and then I have to remind myself who I am. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm sick of that shit. Like I'm tired of it. Like I want something sustainable now. Right. And I, and I, it's like the gym, right? Like I, I was so consistent with it. I was so uncomfortable with it. I was so in it. Right. But I'll be honest. If you ask me if I was doing it hundred percent for myself, I don't think I was. Mm. And so my thing right now is like, bro, if you don't sit down and figure that part out, right. Which you, Hey, if you have grown enough to not have to deal with that, fucking even better, even better. Right. Like if this doesn't resonate with you because you think, you know, your worth and you're able to wake up every morning doing it for yourself. Amazing. I have so much respect for you and so much love for you. I'm not there. I'm not afraid to admit that anymore. And now it's being to a point where it's like, I want to understand that. I don't just want to wake up every day and say, hey, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for me and force myself to do it. It's like, I want to look back just enough to really understand where all this shit kind of played a part in that so that I can start putting all those pieces together. Because at the end of the day, I'm not playing the victim. I'm not sitting here and going, I can't wake up in the morning because I blame them because I blame. Them. No, no, no. But to be honest with you, it's actually been pretty fucking cool, right? Like through all of it, even right now to share is like, oh, it's actually pretty gnarly to see how all these things really did shape me to being the person that I was. With that, I wanted to share something that I was actually reading earlier because I was looking into the coaching stuff that I do with my son, which it was a message to coaches, right? Is from like some doctor, but I really liked it because I felt like, whoa, I want to share this with our audience who are parents and as sons, right? as sisters, as brothers, as daughters, right? Like to your point right now, we're talking about knowing that we're the fucking reason, right? And the coach talked about two things, raising children with encouragement and raising children by praising them, right? Mm. One is them succeeding at doing something and being able to say, hey, I'm proud of you. You did so good. It makes me so happy that you did that, which I won't speak for everyone, but there's a vast majority that grew up with that kind of mindset, the praise, the dependency of needing the validation from somebody else in order for you to do what you do, right? And then there's the encouragement, which is the fuck yeah, bro. Everything you just worked for, look, you're seeing it. How do you feel? How do you feel mm -hmm. about all the, the effort you put into that, right? Allowing us to process, oh, we just did this for ourselves. Now I'm creating a drive, like, as parents, as coaches, whatever, we're creating a drive for them to realize, whoa, you put in work for yourself and value yourself. You'll continue to keep doing these things for yourself, right? And so that's also why all this, I feel like all this shit's important to me is because as a, fa as a father, as I've done, as I've been able to focus on me and not just be a good dad, like it's tools that I now bring to the table that I'm like, whoa, because I'll be honest, I know I'm guilty of that. I know I'm guilty of telling him I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you. And I'm going, shit, at some point, he's going to he just he's gonna keep looking over his shoulder to find me to see if what he's doing is okay. You know, and this is where I'm like, okay, cool. These resources have helped me out to now start realizing I need to encourage him mm. to remind him, hey, dude, look at that. You woke up in the morning and ran. Hey, look at that. It paid off. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. You're doing great out there, man. How does it feel? And then have him reflect on himself and provide himself insight, right? And yeah, because he's also had days where he's had soccer practice, and I'm like, "How do you think he did?" Oh, like my passes were off. I'm like, "Cool, he has his own awareness." I I didn't have to sit here and try to make him a good player for me, right? So I think all that stuff ties in. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I I like I said, I think there's a lot of layers to it. I don't think it's just a mother thing. Um, but I hope yeah. that through all of this too, we can see them. You know, like as I've mentioned before too i think a big part of it where it says asserting boundaries is it's important to assert boundaries with their with their families right even sometimes with their moms um and that's not hard responsibility <laughs> for the feelings of others i think that's a huge one um i've yeah. mentioned my relationship with my mom where you know she she would kind of joke around a lot about me being like her, her younger brother 
And, you know, it was normal to me. It was funny. It was it was whatever it was. And as I grew older, I realized, like, how much that really fucked me up? Because it was like, I needed a mom. I didn't need a, I need a new friend. Right. And and even understanding that, unfortunately, because of her story, too, it's like her emotional maturity, it, her maturity translated over to me. Right. It's a big part of the book that I'm reading mm. right now about dealing with emotionally immature parents. And so I don't blame her for that. But again, for the sake of our own growth, it's it's pretty interesting to see like, hey, they were human. They were figuring their stuff out, too. And it screwed us up. And we shouldn't have to carry that weight anymore. Yeah. You know, we should be able to set those boundaries to understand that if we want to have because the other part that really got to me, too, is like I praise my mom so much. But at the same time, some of the stuff that I've done to women. Why? Why? If you had such a great relationship with your mom and she was so loving and she taught you so well, why did you have moments where you were disrespectful? You know, why did you have moments where, yeah, maybe there was consent, but you know that it took four, five, six, seven tries of you having to beat around the bush for it to finally happen. Why? If you had such a good relationship with your mother and the values were created so concrete, why were you doing shit like that? So I can't look back at it now and think, well, I want to go back and fix those things, but I can move forward with it. And, and until I sit in my shit, I guess, and have that awareness, um, I can't make what I would say is real progress for myself. You know, I have to really meet myself there. And, and so, yeah, it was very eye-opening to see how much of that has really carried on into my relationships and just a lot of my, my mindset and how I seek the approval and the validation. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's heavy shit. It is. <laughs> and with that, I think we'll just close it out with our word, man. If you want to hit it first, I'm going to go for it. Hmm. No, I mean, oh, so no, no. right. Oh, yeah. yes. There you go. Let me think. Thinking time. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. We're ready. All right. So I've been I've been reading. Um. Like I said, that Brene Brown uh, audio book, and I fucking love it so far. I'm about halfway through, but I think the 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 thing I've been thinking about and harping on a lot is leadership, and what that means to me what it means to be a leader, what it means to act like a leader. I, I think it's not just the title that's given to you. I think it's <clears throat> it's it's something that you show. And I, I've, I've mentioned the word community several times since we started this. And I think for me, it's important that we're stewards of, of this message of fucking loving each other and, and embarking on this journey. I think, um, I think it's really important. Uh, and I want to be a fucking leader. I want to be a champion of that. Yet at the same time, like I'm not a salesperson. So, yeah. you know, having the balance, the authenticity of the journey and not like putting it out as a gimmick. Because I think I really believe in this and I'm not here to fucking try to sell anyone into it. But hopefully like, you know, be here as as a leader that that is, you know sharing my experience yeah love that love that we'll have to talk about this next time because i just remembered actually there was there was an incident that you had with a student where where i choked them out them. yeah no you could have just disciplined them but i remember you took a different approach with them and they still had to do with consequences but you took oh. a approach. and we had a conversation about that and i think one of the things that we both agreed on was that had you not focused on yourself getting to know yourself, empathizing with yourself and meeting yourself where you were at those. That's where those tools really came from, yeah. not from your educational background, not from. And so, um, yes, my, my mind was actually true self, mm, true self I like that. Um, because I, I, I think it's key. I think it's key for us to really grow and to become better is allowing ourselves to be our most authentic self, um, which also means liberating ourselves from, you know, everything around us that has told us that we can't or that we shouldn't. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like who the fuck cares? And I know yeah. it's so much easier said than done. And it's taken me years to figure out and I still struggle with it, but it's like, why not? Right. And as, and I think as we really focus on finding our true self and hopefully we can be here to support you with that, um, all those things around you, they slowly start to blossom. Well, they slowly start to grow, and I think from a much healthier place. Um, and when they do, as uncomfortable as, as uncomfortable as it might be, be open. Be open to allowing those things to to step in, 
right? Be open to understanding that you're worthy of it and that those things didn't come out of the sky. You manifested them. And it's because of the amount of work that you've been putting in yourself, you know, and, and it's good that we want to continue to become better, that we want to get uncomfortable. We don't have to get to a certain point in order for us to be worthy enough of being loved, right? Or accepting that from friends, from the people around us. So I leave you guys with that. You know, know that you're worthy regardless of what you've been through. Um, I really hope that once again, we've opened up the door for some thinking for y'all, for some reflecting. And if so, let us know. Reach out to us. Um, we are still selling t-shirts, 25 bucks. Thank you to everyone that's bought one. Thank you to everyone that showed love, that showed support. Um, if you go on the website, www.themodernmacho.com, you will find all the podcast information, uh, the community tab, uh, any events that we have coming up, which we don't right now, you would find on there. Um, and we also have a resources page. So any type of resources, we have all kinds of hotline numbers in there. We have therapists in there, things that, you know, <clears throat> might help you, right? Because as we've mentioned, we're not professionals. We are just documenting our journey. The Instagram, as you guys know, um, is at the modern macho. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast for the latest episode and the updates. That way you don't miss an episode. And it really helps us out to spread this message out to other dudes that need to hear it. So please, please, please share. If you guys are wearing shirts, if you guys are listening, if you guys are sharing insight, whatever it might be, tag us. We can post it on our Instagram as well. So unless you have anything else, man, I'm good. Good night, everybody. Bye.